I'm Mikey Orata. Dateline Philippines begins right now. For those of you watching us on YouTube and Facebook, it's nice to have you with us. Now, here are the latest headlines. President Rodrigo Duterte is set to announce the new quarantine classifications for the country today, which will most likely last throughout the Christmas and the New Year holidays. Malacanang has not hinted whether or not the president will maintain the current quarantine status in the country. But Metro Manila mayors are urging him to keep the national capital region under the general community quarantine, citing warnings from health experts that COVID-19 cases could spike once again during this holiday season. Yung mga social gathering limited to 10 people, eh. yung mga you know, family gathering. Not sure kung may implement natin yan. If we have social gatherings, you know, parties of mga 100 people, uh, super spreader event. Kasi usually yung mga nagkakaroon ng spike, uh, it's very possible na kumagkaroon ng increase uh, yung 400 cases per day natin, pwede maging mga 800 or even 1,000 cases per day by the end of December. So that would be a serious increase. 600 cases per day, that would be manageable. Um, like the snowball effect na siya, mas mahirap na i-manage siya. Former Health Secretary Pauline Ubial also recommends that Metro Manila and other areas remain under GCQ. She adds a vaccine alone will not completely eradicate this virus. There's only one disease that has been eradicated on the face of the earth, and that's smallpox. And it's possible, really, to eradicate a virus from the face of the earth, like we tried with polio. But 25 years after we introduced the polio eradication campaign, we're still battling polio. So don't give people false hope that if you start vaccinating with COVID-19 vaccine, that COVID-19 will disappear. So it's still important to have the minimum health protocols like wearing masks, wearing face shields, and social distancing, even if we start uh, immunization. Children might become super spreaders of COVID-19 if they are allowed to go out during the holiday season. That's according to the former advisor to the country's COVID-19 task force, Dr. Anthony Liachon. As the Christmas holidays draw near, Dr. Liachon is worried because more people are going out to do their Christmas gift shopping, making it possible to further spread the virus. I think if they will be allowed to uh, to roam around and visit the most, they will be the ones that will carry the, the virus at home and they will be the super spreaders. This has been happening in other countries where the children are actually the super spreaders uh, in, in, in the home and of course in other areas. Dr. Liachon also expressed concerns over the drug maker AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine. AstraZeneca and the University of Oxford recently admitted that they encountered a, quote, manufacturing error during one of their clinical trials. Dr. Liachon hopes that the money used to buy the vaccines will be refundable. It should be refundable in the event that uh, there might be some issues regarding uh, safety. This may actually be a problem in terms of uh, lack of transparency 
and um, I think Astra should be able to disclose that, uh, particularly during the meeting on the tripartite deal uh, signing. I do hope, though, that it's not a fatal mistake for for Astra uh, regarding this particular dosing schedule. They said it's a love error or a manufacturing trust problem. The number of COVID-19 cases here in the Philippines now nears 430,000. That's after the health department confirmed over 2,000 cases on Sunday. Quezon City reported the most number of new cases at 137, followed by the provinces of Laguna, Cavite, Batangas, and Angeles City. 40 more fatalities were also recorded, raising the death toll to more than 8,000. Over 10,000 more people recovered from the illness, bringing the country's number of total active cases to over 22,000 as of Sunday afternoon. Globally, however, the novel coronavirus has infected more than 62 million people, killing 1.46 million. Up to 20 million Filipinos will be vaccinated against COVID-19 by 2022. Carlito Galvez Jr., the country's vaccine czar, says that the government plans to vaccinate 3 million Filipinos in 2021 and the remaining 17 million in 2022 under the COVAX facility, which is co-led by the World Health Organization. Galvez adds that Philippine officials will meet with the pharmaceutical companies this week, including Johnson & Johnson, Moderna and Sinovac for the vaccine procurement negotiations. We have to aggressively negotiate so that we can still have more or less 50 to 60 million more vaccines to be given to us. Maybe the, during uh, 2022, when we have enough, uh, enough uh, supply for the vaccine, we may allow uh, the commercialization of the vaccine. But for 2021, even World Health Organization and also the vaccine maker, they will not in, indulge on commercial commercial involvement of uh, the, the, the private sector. The private sector cannot go directly to the, you know, without uh, the sanction of the, uh, the, the government. President Duterte's spokesman Harry Roque is on the defensive now after pictures of him speaking in Cebu with attendees not observing social distancing surfaced. Roque, however, insists he was not in control of that situation as he was only a guest at the opening of the Bantayan Island Airport. He also reiterates that he and the people in the crowd were all wearing face masks and that the event took place outdoors. He also says he did not shake hands with anyone. This says former Philippine Health Secretary Pauline Obiag calls on government officials to set good examples in observance of the government's health protocols. Government and especially the Department of Health <clears throat> has to remind our top officials about maintaining the health protocols and making sure that they show this as an example to the public. They are the role models that the public will follow. So. If they break the protocol, then it's a signal to the public to also break the protocols. Philippine Senator Manny Pacquiao is open to an investigation into his recent distribution of aid to some of those affected by the recent calamities. This after Pacquiao allegedly broke health protocols when he visited the province of Batangas. But Pacquiao insists that the relief operations were organized properly, as were those he previously held in Cavite, Rizal, and in Marikina. The senator says that the pictures circulating online do not reflect the real situation on the ground. 
The Philippine Red Cross urges PhilHealth to settle its remaining 571 million peso debt after securing cheaper COVID-19 test kits from China. Senator Richard Gordon says that the Red Cross haggled with China to lower its COVID-19 testing kit price to 3,409 pesos to remain within the government's price of 3,800 pesos. Gordon said that the Red Cross will still push to lower that price to 3,300 pesos. Now, back in October, the Red Cross halted coronavirus testing for returning Filipino migrant workers. This after the government's unpaid dues ballooned to more than a billion pesos. The service resumed, however, after after PhilHealth made a 500 million peso partial payment. Gordon says PhilHealth is now paying 100 million pesos every 10 days to settle its remaining debt. America's top infectious disease expert warns that the U.S. is entering a, quote, precarious, end quote, situation heading into December. Dr. Anthony Fauci says he's been receiving calls from healthcare officials throughout the country saying that their facilities are at full capacity. Last weekend, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported over 176,000 new COVID-19 cases and more than 1,000 new deaths. As a nation, state, city and family, that we're in a very difficult time and we're going to have to do the kinds of restrictions of things we would like to have done, particularly in this in this holiday season. We're in the middle of a steep slope. We likely, almost certainly, are going to be vaccinating a portion of the individuals in the first priority before the end of December. And then as we get into January right. and February and March, more and more. So if we can hang together as a country uh, and do these kinds of things to blunt these surges until we get a substantial proportion of the population vaccinated, we can get through this. We, there really what? is light at the end of the tunnel. Americans defied pleas from state and local officials to stay home for the Thanksgiving holiday in the face of the surging coronavirus pandemic. The U.S. is battling the world's worst outbreak with a total of over 13 million COVID-19 infections and more than 266,000 deaths. Public elementary schools in New York City will reopen for in-person classes on December 7th. In an abrupt shift in policy from Mayor Bill de Blasio, who faces criticism over his handling of the schools during the pandemic. Here's the full story. New York City's public schools will begin to reopen for in-person learning on December 7th, starting with elementary schools for students whose parents agree to a weekly testing regimen for the novel coronavirus, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced on Sunday. The nation's largest school system closed less than two weeks ago after the citywide rate of coronavirus tests coming back positive exceeded the 3% benchmark agreed to by the mayor and the teachers union. De Blasio also told reporters that the 3% benchmark was now being scrapped and pointed to research that shows young children appear to be less vulnerable to COVID-19. On Sunday, the city's seven-day rolling average of positive tests was 3.9%, de Blasio said. New York City was one of the few jurisdictions in the U.S. to attempt to reopen schools in the fall as the country continues to struggle with the world's deadliest outbreak of the coronavirus and its efforts are being widely watched. But it closed classrooms back down in mid-November, less than eight weeks after they had begun to offer in-class lessons. 
Pre-kindergarten classes will also reopen December 7th. De Blasio said middle and high schools would reopen at later dates that had not yet been set. Over in Hong Kong, in-person classes are suspended starting Wednesday until after the Christmas break as the number of COVID-19 cases in the city surges. On Sunday, Hong Kong reported 115 new coronavirus cases, the highest in nearly four months. Aside from schools, Hong Kong has closed bars, nightclubs and other entertainment venues for the third time this year as authorities warn the resurgence of the virus is worsening rapidly. More private schools here in the Philippines are feeling the pinch as the COVID-19 pandemic rages on. Based on the latest data from the Education Department, only 2.2 million students are enrolled in private schools this year. Now that's half of the number of enrollees from the previous academic year. Unang pandemic, syempre yung fear ng mga parents, economically speaking din, syempre maraming naapektuhan sa kanilang, ano, sa kanilang income. So yung working hours ng mga teachers natin medyo nabawasan and also yung, ano, yung salary ng mga teachers natin medyo naapektuhan. More than 800 private schools have suspended their operations this year. The Education Department earlier said that private schools could avail of aid from the agency, including subsidies for teachers and grants for private universities. As the nation commemorates the 157th birth anniversary of Andres Bonifacio, President Duterte calls on Filipinos to emulate the hero's courage and determination amid the global fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. Duterte honors Bonifacio's legacy of sparking the fires of a revolution that awakened national consciousness and served as the foundation of the Philippine Republic. The president hopes that Bonifacio's life and deeds inspires Filipinos to become better citizens, worthy heirs of a just and progressive society. As the country marks Andres Bonifacio's 157th birth anniversary, a tour group in Manila is counting on technology to keep Filipinos curious and interested in history. Wander, Manila's founder, Benjamin Canapi, says pre-COVID, places like Intramuros and Fort Santiago were seeing a record number of visitors of as many as 20,000 per day. The group has since launched virtual tours, which are free, but Canapi says the tips can go as high as in the five digits. He also shares that one of the biggest misconceptions about the revolutionary hero may be about his economic standing. A lot of people assume because Andres Bonifacio was the head of the Katipunan. Exactly. Bonifacio was, was poor. poor. Wasn't he? Not. He's not. Andres Bonifacio, for all intents and purposes, was middle class, maybe even upper middle, although that is debatable. His dad was an alcalde mayor. His mom, his mom was a Spanish mestiza. He was educated. It's easy to fight when your back's against the wall and you have nothing to lose. But this was a person who was middle class, who took one good look around this environment, saw all the injustice happening, and decided, no, I need to fight. Hmm. Okay. That for me is Benefacio's real legacy, that in that he chose to fight. He didn't have to, he chose to. 
For the Philippine Defense Secretary, the death of Bayan Muna Party List Representative Euphemia Kulamat's daughter provides basis for the red baiting of some lawmakers from the Makabayan Bloc of Congress. 22-year-old Javelin Kulamat was killed in a clash between the military and the NPA members in Surigao del Sur last Saturday. She allegedly served as the medic for the group. Actually, dahil sa nangyari ngayon na anak pa ng Congresswoman na makabayan yung namatay, yung retagging namin ay may basis. Sila ay sumusuporta yung mga kabayan. Sumusuportahan nila itong CPPNPA. While progressive lawmakers deny involvement with the communist movement, Euphemia Kulamat's respects her daughter's decision to side with the armed struggle, which she says is rooted from her experience as an indigenous group member. Maaring yung mga acquisition na yan, totoo siguro yan, mga nakarang panahon, ano? but not today. Not today. We have not heard any complaints about human rights abuses in, uh, since uh, the president became uh, president. Kulamat has said that the military may use her daughter's death to spread lies about Bayan Muna and the Makabayan bloc. Meanwhile, armed forces of the Philippine spokesman Major General Edgar Arevalo described Kulamat's death as senseless. He blamed Communist Party of the Philippines founding chairman Jose Maria Sison for the many youth whose lives have been wasted by Sison's deception and lies. He urges rebels to return to the folds of the law to assist in peaceful change and to help heal the wounds that have widely divided the nation. He stresses that there should not be another Jebelin Kulamat or another Congresswo Congresswoman Kulamat to suffer another loss for a senseless cause. A stark change in the year-end shopping season in the United States. Mass shoppers turned up in smaller numbers at major U.S. retailers on Black Friday. This says early online deals and COVID-19 fears dulled enthusiasm for trips to the malls. During this pandemic-ridden year, retailers from Target to Walmart rolled out online winter holiday promotions in October to capture any holiday-related spending as early as possible. Still, Adobe Analytics expects Black Friday and Cyber Monday 2020 to still become the two largest online sales days in history. We're seeing a record-breaking holiday season in terms of online spend. And Black Friday, we're uh, forecasting to do somewhere between $8.9 and $10.6 billion spent online. And just to put that in perspective, we're forecasting $189 billion for the entire holiday season, which represents about two years' worth of growth uh, happening just this holiday. In sports news, Lewis Hamilton wins the Bahrain Formula One Grand Prix for Mercedes to nab his 95th career victory. Hamilton, who clinched the driver's title in Turkey two weeks ago, has now won the last five races and 11 of the 15 so far this season. Red Bull's Max Verstappen finished second, while teammate Alexander Albon finished third. The race started ugly after French driver Romain Grosjean's vehicle was ripped in half and engulfed in flames. The Frenchman managed to free himself from the wreckage and was taken to a nearby hospital with minor burns and suspected broken ribs. In boxing, the exhibition match between Iron Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. ends in a draw, even though the 54-year-old Tyson dominated Jones in eight rounds. There were no ringside judges to score the contest between two of boxing's 
all-time greats as the World Boxing Council formed a set of judges to remotely score the bout. Jones won one on one scorecard while a draw was on the other, and the third favored Tyson. I was just happy to be in there with him and just go to eight rounds. That didn't mean nothing to me. The scorecards didn't mean nothing to me. The, um, the lack of fans didn't make anything of it. I was just happy to go to distance. Barcelona paid tribute to Argentine football legend and former team Maestro Diego Maradona during their match against Osuana last Sunday. Players stood with their heads bowed as music played to honor the Argentine. There was also a Barça jersey with the number 10 as well as a national team jersey laid on the center of the pitch before their match. All La Liga matches this weekend paid similar tributes to Maradona who died from a heart attack in Buenos Aires. British actor David Prowse, who played one of the greatest cinematic villains of all time, Darth Vader, has died. He was 85 years old. Prowse's management confirmed his death. It is not yet clear if Prowse's battle with prostate cancer was the cause of that. The six-foot-six actor was a former bodybuilder before he got the gig to play the iconic villain in the original Star Wars trilogy. The character, however, was voiced by Hollywood great James Earl Jones. An American Beauty is crowned this year's Miss Earth. 28-year-old Lindsay Coffey bested 83 other candidates in the international competition last Sunday, including the Philippine bet Roxanne Baez, who clinched the Miss Earth water title. Meanwhile, Denmark was crowned Miss Earth Fire and Venezuela as Miss Earth Air. The top candidates were asked about how to combat fake news, and this is what they said. Try to find reputable sources that you can actually trust. And figure out on your own what really sounds like there's what is what is the truth out there. It's very important during this time to focus on that because now more than ever we need to respect science. We need to respect the evidence. We have to filter what we see on social media and only check what is valid. Because us human beings, we should only spread what is the truth. Mostly now that we are in a global health pandemic. And before we go, the Philippine Postal Corporation unveils a new stamp collection which depicts this year's Christmas celebrations amid the COVID-19 pandemic. In one of the stamps, a mother dressed in personal protective equipment can be seen standing with her family. Phil Post has printed 10,000 of these stamps. They cost 12 pesos each and are available at the Manila Central Post Office, all mega Manila post offices and in some post offices around the country. And that'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike Yorada. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANSI's YouTube channel and on ANSI 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe, everyone, as you keep it here on the ABS-CBN news channel.